Episode four is called The Trap, and it was written by Katori Hall. Episode four is my absolute hands-down favorite episode of the entire season. So much went down at the pink. Where do I even begin? In this episode, we learn how much money Haley the Scammer has, Autumn reconciles with Andre, and Mercedes doesn't get to have her last dance. Will she ever? Uncle Clifford gets a sample of Lil Murda, and Keyshawn goes from feeling ashamed about stripping to owning the stage and becoming a confident diva overnight right in front of our eyes. It was so nice to see. The only thing this episode is missing is more dancing from M.I. Cricket letter, cricket letter, I. Cricket letter, cricket letter, I. Humpback, humpback, I. And slow motion footage of one of my favorite cat fights. Episode four begins with an overweight asshole telling Mississippi, quote, I just want to know why I have to give you my money to take your clothes off. End quote. Um, because you are in a goddamn strip club, my nigga, Mississippi is sitting on the lap of a man who has freckles on his face when she's told this trash. Mercedes rolls up just in time while wearing one of her absolute best looks to date. Mercedes has on this black outfit that shows off her ass and gives us full underboob of both tits. She has red lipstick all over her perfectly thick luscious lips have you seen mercedes lips they are so perfect because i'm like not enough women have been gifted with flawless lips like freaking mercedes so i swear mercedes is a walking halloween costume store for fucking dancers or hookers Mercedes calls the arrogant pink customer Freckles because that's what he has all over his face. And after Mercedes tells Freckles he has to pay Keyshawn, he throws a stack of money onto the floor. A timid Keyshawn says that someone else will come and pick it up for her because she didn't want no trouble. That's when Diamond approaches, picks the cash up, and tells Freckles to hand it to his wannabe boo, Keyshawn. Freckles refuses, so Diamond chokes Freckles while Mercedes laughs and eats a chicken wing because why not? The food was right there. Freckles then gets kicked out of the club. What a perfect start to episode four. It just gets you so ready to see what the hell is going to go down at the pink. So Keyshawn, baby girl, get you some confidence already. Keyshawn knows how to hype everyone but herself. Suddenly, she's feeling bad about being a stripper because of what Freckles told her. This is infuriating because all Freckles had to do is avoid visiting strip clubs if you think that women shouldn't be dancing for money. Your patronage is the very reason why strip clubs exist, asshole. Don't show up at a stripper's place of work trying to convince her to dance for free. Being hot is a talent. It just is. People don't want to acknowledge this, but look at how many barely talented, if they're barely talented at that, people in entertainment who are successful just based on their looks. So if someone has the foresight to monetize their sexiness in a safe and fun environment, don't be salty because you have to pay to get a girl to take off more than her fucking jacket for you. Back at Autumn's cracked-end-looking apartment, she's taking bottles of alcohol, pouring them in her bathtub, 
soaking her cash and then hanging the bills up to dry. This felt so awkward. I was like, what the hell is she doing? Why? What is going on? She's doing this so that her money smells like alcohol, so that people will think that she got her money from men like Andre Obama instead of from her wire transfer scam. In fact, some say the only reason why Autumn is a stripper to begin with is to use the job as a cover for why she has so much money to deposit. Autumn is wasting a lot of alcohol by doing this shit, and we know that ghetto Meghan Markle loves the sauce. Is Haley enough of an alcoholic to drink alcohol that has been soaked in dirty-ass cash money? I think she is. I've heard of people drinking much worse. She could just scoop that shit up, put it in the tiny bottles, toss it back in the bathroom stall at the bank before she hits the stage. So Autumn deposits her money at the bank, and the teller looks exactly like the bartender at the bank. I wonder if they are siblings IRL pay attention. Looks like the very same girl. So Autumn's bank teller is just a thicker version of the bartender, I swear. Lakeisha Savage, aka Autumn, aka Haley the Scammer, drops $28,675,000 in the bank. Get it, girl? How do I get in on this? I want in. So meanwhile, Mercedes is meeting with a realtor to discuss buying commercial property so that she could open a gym for her dance team for her girls. The realtor tells Mercedes she only has until tomorrow to give a $20,000 deposit. The deadline that Sadie's is under seems extreme. It feels like sister on sister crime to me. Can you at least give a bitch 48 hours? Damn. We see that Mercedes' mom, Patrice, is singing in her car. Does this bitch want to be a pastor or a singer? I can't tell. Patrice withdraws the $20,000 her daughter gave her, and she shuts down her bank account. I looked at the statement balance that Patrice was given, and Mercedes Skrilla ends up being literally all of the money that was in the church's bank account. Patrice's church is bankrupt. Think about it. If Patrice's church needed 20% of the amount of a loan it was seeking, that means the church wants a $100,000 loan. And if they needed to have $20,000 in the bank for the optics, why is it that there isn't any other money in the bank account except for the amount that Mercedes generously let them borrow? Why haven't any of the other members of the church board contributed to the bank account? The members of Patrice's church are completely dependent on all of Mercedes' money. They are doomed. A feather is stuck in Patrice's eyelashes again. A homeless man approaches Patrice to tell her that he would come to see her every Sunday if she were singing somewhere. And it's like this homeless man and the feather were just able to convert her and make her see, see something. I swear, she really wants to be on stage touring, singing howling wailing so patrice then tells a driver who honks at her to quote have a blessed fucking day bitch patrice is only christian on sundays and even on sundays she's only christian part-time because on episode one she was vaping on sunday after church so we see that gidget is trying to teach autumn how to pole dance but i can't be the only one who thinks that autumn is never going to get it (laughs) 
Autumn cannot dance, so she definitely ain't ready for no poles yet. Keyshawn arrives and tells Gidget that a casino is coming to build over the pink. Stripping is Gidget's desired occupation for life, so she's visibly upset that she may be out of work soon. And there's something so sad about Gidget just being like, well, I'm stripping now. That's just how it's going to be. When there's this thing called gravity and your body just isn't always going to look however it looks the way that it or however it looked when you started stripping. So it's like, Gidget, can you try to think of a 10 year plan? Just try Clifford is rocking a rainbow do-rag and gold nails. Uncle Clifford tells Autumn that she wants more tea from Andre about the casino. Autumn tells Clifford that she won't be able to keep her casino. And Cliffy says that she loves to be taken in the night, but her booty hole gonna be tore up after this. (laughs) Thank you, Clifford. Clifford tells Autumn her pussy ain't that good and that Andre has pictures of everyone on his laptop. We live for whatever the hell Clifford has to say. No pressure to the genius writers. Just keep doing what y'all's doing. Andre is giving a presentation to the real estate rep, Bill, about the casino. Bill doesn't want to offer Uncle Clifford any money for the pink. Mayor Ruffin doesn't mind that it's unethical for Clifford not to be compensated for his waterfront property and Ruffin promises to expedite a foreclosure on the pink. Ruffin tells Andre to keep his dick out of the club and he gives him one week to get the Kyle brothers to sign the casino contract. Mercedes calls her mom repeatedly but Patrice is not answering her calls. I thought it was strange but I wasn't expecting the turn of events that went down. I just thought the Mercedes mom was in no hurry to give Mercedes her money back because she was too busy doing other things like sharpening the horns on her head and practicing voodoo. Mercedes mom's stupid attention whore ass is doing too much while singing at her church and the same pastor who flirted with Patrice suddenly flips the script and tells her to find another church if she can't stay in her lane. His shade took Patrice by surprise. He pulled her in the back when you know that she was probably hoping for a quickie with him. And he told her, nope, not today. Not happening. I felt sorry for Patrice when her crush told her she can go if she doesn't stop. I also feel sorry for the woman who plays Patrice. This needs to be addressed. Patrice has unanimous hatred online. And so I think it really sucks to be the woman who plays her character because some people are incredibly stupid and they do not understand that TV shows are not documentaries. So Harriet, I feel for you. I thank you for crushing this role. But yes, we, we do not like Patrice at all. So you are doing your job very, very well. Up in the club, Mercedes is getting a foot rub in the VIP room by Coach, who's actually handsome. I didn't pay much attention to him, but he's cute. He wants Mercedes to spice up his marriage, and if he has and if he has to make love to Mercedes to make that happen, then that's exactly what he'll do. Mercedes' complexion is absolutely gorgeous, and her body is great. She just looks so good in her diamond floss so coach gives her a necklace and she's wearing this sparkling see-through 
floss to make everyone jealous. It is absolutely stunning. I think Mercedes thinks of coach as a safe choice. She doesn't want safety, though. She wants passionate. She wants a a healthy relationship. And she also wants Maine. You have to respect Mercedes for not taking what comes easily and for holding out for a romantic relationship that she wants to be in, not just some gold digger side chick situation. Gidget confronts Cliffy about rumors that the pink will be closing and Clifford denies it. Part of the reason I think Clifford denies it is because she herself is in denial about the fate of her club. Mercedes walks into the locker room and tells Gidget and Keyshawn to stack their paper. Mercedes is rude to her girl Gidget, implying that Gidget's mom is a mess. Mercedes is about to get her ass up on out of the pink and she's telling the other girls how to live their best life. There's something holier than thou about the timing of Sadie's advice. She should have been telling her co-workers to save their money for years. And with a name like Gidget, we already know it's true whenever people talk shit about Gidget's mom. Gidget's crackhead trailer trash mom also explains why Gidget thinks that stripping is an aspirational career. Anything is a step up from what Gidget has probably witnessed and had to deal with while growing up dirt poor in Mississippi. Autumn approaches Andre in the parking lot of his hotel. He yells at her. She yells at him. They end up hugging it out and then Autumn spends the night while fully clothed in his hotel room. They didn't have sex and it looks like they didn't even kiss. Autumn, with her alcoholic self, was probably just so drunk that she passed out on Andre's bed. Autumn tells Andre that her daughter is dead. He tells her that he's sorry. Autumn tells Andre that his wife is lucky. But, bitch, why is she lucky? His wife is not lucky. He is engaged and deeply immersed in this emotional affair. She's a married to a fuckboy in a suit, and I am not feeling Andre. I'll give my thoughts on Andre's ass later. It's Mercedes' last dance down at the pink. So the parking lot is jammed. Girls are twerking as they approach the building, and we cannot wait to see what kind of art that Sadie's creates up under these lights. We already know how she do just transporting motherfuckers. So Lil Murda and his crew approach Diamond at the door and Diamond promptly threatens violence and insults Murda's grill. Diamond will either hit you first or make you want to throw hands. The way that Diamond disrespected Shmurda lets us know that Little Murda is somewhere on the Z list because nobody knows who his ass is as a rapper. Uncle Clifford comes out and tells Diamond that Shmurda and his friends can enter the pink. Uncle Clifford is rocking one of her best wigs tonight. She's in heels and chaps that show her ass cheeks. Did she do all this for Shmurda? Maybe. We haven't seen Uncle Clifford in chaps before. She may have decided to show out for Mercedes' last dance. I can't tell, but it is the perfect outfit for getting down. So Autumn rocks her platinum blonde wig, a short wig, and a braided wig, all to hit up different locations to pick up her $9,000 wire transfers. How fun is it to watch Autumn walk into a building and walk out with $9,000? I can watch long scenes of Autumn pulling stunts all day so I can vicariously live through her in each 
episode. Like, go ahead and do it because I sure the hell can't. So when Mercedes sees Autumn walking into the pink, she says that Autumn is walking like she's carrying 10 stacks on her. I love the irony in Mercedes' statements because Autumn is literally walking in with thousands and thousands of dollars in her purse. Mercedes Realtor texts that she has to pay her deposit by midnight because a competing offer for the building that she wants has been made. Backstage at the pink, Clifford's bottom bitch is getting the cold shoulder from her coworkers. Once Mercedes gets to her locker and opens it, she sees that it has been decorated with photos of her and the other girls, and Kelly Rowland's song Motivation starts playing, and it was just the perfect choice. And we were just, I was so excited to see how excited Mercedes was and the sisterhood with all the girls coming together to help her get dressed. It was it was such a beautiful scene. Clifford's bottom bitch is presented with stunning floss again, but the floss that Mercedes put on this time was really one of her absolute best looks. It made her look like a star. It was specially designed for her sexy self to perform in. She powders her heels and she is looking fine as fuck it's she was glowing she was so ready to give her last dance and because Lil Murda is relentless he tells DJ Nevascared to play his music while Mercedes dances what in the literal fuck Mercedes already told Shmurda she isn't a fan of his songs and now he's trying to ruin her final performance I am telling you something about Lil Murda Lil Murda is one of the thirstiest rappers in the game he just he can't even take a break not even on Mercedes final performance he's still trying to inter interject and put himself in the middle so that he could blow up and he just cannot take a back seat Mercedes walks through the crowd of guests at the pink like she's about to pick up a Nobel Peace Prize she looks incredibly happy and proud and I'm thrilled for her Maine is at the pink to watch Mercedes' last dance. He came through. He told her that he would. Maine and Lil Murda have a confrontation in the club. And in case you've been wondering, I did my Googles. I did a little research. Not really my Googles, but I did a little research. And Lil Murda and Maine are both members of rival gangs. And Lil Murda was violating code by getting near to Maine so that he could talk to Mercedes. That's why when... Lil Murda approaches Mercedes when she's with Maine. They look very ready to fight. So shout out to P-Valley writers for explaining this because I had no idea. I was like, this is not a whose dick is bigger contest. This should be about the bay of the club, Mercedes doing her thing. So Mercedes goes into Clifford's office and donates the necklace that coach gave her so that the pink can sell it for some money. That is how little Mercedes cares about the gift that she was given by coach. It has no sentimental value to her at all. Clifford is getting emotional about Mercedes leaving. Uncle Clifford tells his bottom bitch to turn around so he can remember Mercedes by her ass. And I thought that this was shade, but Clifford was actually paying Mercedes a compliment when she told her to turn around. Mercedes finally gets a call from her mom and they agree to meet up. Autumn tells Mercedes that her locker will need a new owner. She also asks Mercedes for advice. It's like she had her own little 
backhanded slick way of trolling the fuck out of Mercedes because she knows that Mercedes is about to get her ass up out of the club. So Mercedes accidentally misquotes one of Clifford's rules and Autumn gets in Mercedes' face and tells Mercedes that she'll be back to stripping in the club. Just give Autumn some time and then she isn't afraid to come for you and disrespect your ass. Lil Murda's friend Pico tells him, you everybody's punk from what I heard, which is when Murda flexes his toxic masculinity and starts fighting in the middle of the club. Shmurda asks Pico, who the punk now, bitch, as he pummels Pico's face. Lil Murda tells Pico that he's dead to him and Diamond throws Murda out the club. This is how badly Lil Murda wants to remain in the closet. His friend cannot even possibly just a little bit indirectly suggest that Lil Murda is queer without Lil Murda beating him to a pulp. Lil Murda walked out when Pico was tossed out of the pink before when he was grabbing Autumn. Lil Murda and Pico may have always had some long-running tension because they clearly are not there for each other. So Mercedes meets with the realtor outside of the building she wants to turn into a gym and she's told that, sorry bitch, it's too late for her deposit. That's when Patrice walks up out of the building, the very same building that her daughter was trying to buy. Instead of keeping her mouth shut, Patrice has the audacity to tell Mercedes that God spoke to her and she was deserving of a pulpit. Patrice says that the building Mercedes wanted will be her new church. This is the second time Mercedes' mom has said that she deserves something that actually legitimately belongs to Mercedes. She's a demented narcissist. Religion is a cult for mentally unstable Jesus freaks when you take your religion to the levels that Mercedes' mom does. Mercedes starts yelling, fuck you, bitch, as she rips her mom's hat off and wrestles her mama to the ground. Mercedes impulsively reacted appropriately, but we should have witnessed more violence. I needed to see this fight close up and in slow motion. Please do not rob us of our joy. These are the moments that we desperately need to see more of. I want to see Mercedes swinging on her mama. I wanted to see more of certain sex scenes that happened. I wanted to see what happened in the champagne room. I wanted to see what the hell Autumn did on stage when she won the booty battle. Please don't rob us of this good shit, please. So now here is what bothers me about how Mercedes' mom did her daughter dirty. Mercedes not only trusted her mother with her money to help out her mom, but Mercedes' mom perpetually insults her daughter all the while exploiting her daughter's occupation. It's like, pick a side, pick a lane, bitch. What do you want? Do you want your daughter to strip or you don't? If you don't want her to strip, don't touch her money. Then when Mercedes tries to come up and build something better for herself, her mom prevents her from doing so, so that she could open another fucking church in the Bible Belt, bitch. You really think folks in Chuckalisa don't have other churches to go to? You stupid bitch. Patrice is shamed and guilted and insulted her daughter for being a stripper, but she wants Mercedes to remain a stripper because she stole the opportunity that Mercedes had to become a savvy businesswoman and move on with a commendable long-term career. Patrice wouldn't even know the fucking building that Mercedes wanted was available if it weren't for Mercedes telling her about it. 
That is what makes me so tight. The betrayal here cuts deep. Patrice represents everything that's wrong with so many people, which is why so many P-Valley fans, pretty much every P-Valley fan, cannot stand Patrice at all. What she did to Mercedes feels personal because we all have been fucked over by people like Patrice, or we've seen shit like this happen to others. If you cannot trust your mother, who the hell can you trust? Doesn't Patrice know how devastating this is for Mercedes? I would have been happier, and it would have been so much less fucked up if Patrice stole Mercedes' money and spent it on anything but on the same building that Mercedes told her about in the first place. I don't understand this level of cruelty and abuse. Think about it. Mercedes not only lost the building that she wanted, but she lost it to her mom, which means she will be reminded of what she lost every single damn day. It's brutal. I am ready for Patrice's ass to be written off the show immediately. I'm talking about the first episode of season two. Make it happen. Inside the locker room at the pink, Clifford's dramatic ass is worried that Mercedes is dead because she still hasn't shown up to the pink for her last dance. Gidget thinks that's a reasonable reasonable explanation as well, and she starts to cry. Uncle Clifford starts looking for flaws, (laughs) saying she will have to perform for the people waiting in the crowd. This was one of the absolute funniest things Uncle Clifford has ever said. Can you imagine Clifford stripping for people who drove in from cities far away from Mercedes to shake her ass only to see Clifford on stage whipping a penis around? Oh my gosh, it's like, it would have been great. I, again, maybe we were robbed. Maybe we should have seen that. So Mississippi offers to strip in Mercedes' place. The crowd has been waiting for more than an hour when Mississippi waltzes out to Lil Murda's song. From the moment Mercedes walks out on some Naomi Campbell shit with her freaking ponytail, some Beyonce shit too, everyone is mesmerized. She put everything into her performance and it showed. Mississippi can twirl her little heart out. She did that. And people in the crowd are filming her performance while Clifford looks very happy with Keyshawn's performance. Uncle Clifford walks outside to say hi to Murda. They then walk into Clifford's office where Murda turns Clifford around, takes her pants off, rips open Clifford's fishnet tights, and shows Clifford why they call him Lil Murda. Clifford tells Murda he can't just get all up in it like that. So Murda takes out a condom and he spits on his penis. <laughs> it was very graphic. I wasn't bothered by it, though. I was like, just hurry up and, and, and get that lube on and get it going, get it thrust in. And then Lil Murda starts plunging into Uncle Clifford's backside repeatedly. P-Valley is now, at this point in episode four, P-Valley is 2-0 and o thus far when it comes to having safe sex. Series creator Katori Hall tweeted that she, quote, thought it was important to show condom use in a sexy way. Protection is a reflection of self-care and respect for your partner. What I love about the very sexy sex scene between Cliffy and Shmurda is that they're fucking in sync with Mississippi's dancing. This genius move was intentional, Katori revealed. Anyone who wants to see what Mississippi's will 
what Mississippi will be doing up on that pole cannot turn away or fast forward past the gay sex scene. Freckles, the jerk who didn't want to pay Mississippi for dancing, is now in the front, right at in front of Mississippi, close to the stage, and he is making it rain. He is throwing it down for her. Everyone is cheering for your girl, Keyshawn, and it's clear that a star is born and she's about to act brand new. Someone isn't having a great night like Mississippi is, though. We cut to Mercedes in the back of a cop car. Her wig is messy. She's crying and she has blood on her face. Patrice is seen being driven away in a separate cop car. We are so sorry, Mercedes. That's all, everyone. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, rate, and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. See you next week.